Hello everyone, this is Kendall McCoy. I'm removing everything from my kitchen cabinets while I'm working at home during quarantine, and you're listening to the Phil and Reese podcast. podcast is so popular that we stopped recording for a whole month aaron we couldn't take we couldn't handle the pressure i couldn't handle the pressure i couldn't handle the constant phone calls interview requests yeah and yeah, also it was just too many million dollar contracts i just i couldn't take it i couldn't handle you know? it also life just kept getting sadder and i didn't want to keep talking about it amen <laughs> <laughs> so okay i actually the other day when it really kind of dawned on me, I was like, man, we really have not recorded in a while. I went back and I listened to, I think two episodes just to, just because I, I was having trouble remembering some of the things we had talked about. And it was right back at the beginning. And like, you could just hear it progressively get worse and worse and worse. <laughs> when we first started like, oh, this isn't so bad. Like people are kind of sick, but it's going to be okay. And then all the way to now and it's like, Oh, oh no oh no yeah it's it's not not a great time so but welcome back i guess welcome back valued listener tell people aaron where you are now because you're no longer we used to use zoom because we were trying to be good citizens and not spread the covid but now we're using zoom for a different reason we are indeed. We're using Zoom because it's better. That's Isn't actually it? a lie. No, I'm using a big fat I, lie. It's a big fat lie. I'm using my my gaming headset as a microphone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, we are using Zoom now because I have relocated myself to Oklahoma City because of employment. Congratulations. Thank you. I could, I could hear. I could hear the disappointment. No, no, I, no. I want. You, I do want you to talk about like what you're doing because it it finally it feels like something that I know you really want to do, and it just it just seems to fit you a lot yeah. more. Not that, not that your other jobs didn't like you know Tinga Tacos is really oh, does t- fit Tinga you. Tacos was great. But I this loved one working de- on Tinga Tacos. Definitely seems to fit you more. Yeah. Yeah, the difference between this job and Tinga Tacos is like, you know, I wouldn't mind, you know, making a career at least in this field. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what I do now, I work at the University of Oklahoma Health Science Center, which is just a big old hospital uh, that's owned by the University of Oklahoma. It's located downtown Oklahoma City. It's got a hospital, medical school, dental school, uh, and research labs. And I work in one of the research labs. Uh, so I work with the Department of Microbiology and Immunology. And my lab is studying uh, salmonella bacteria. Dude. So, yeah, I'm just a research tech. I don't, I don't actually have my own lab. Do you, are, you the one lab. That calls, are you the one that calls the governor and tells him to... to get rid of the lettuce um is that you uh sure yeah yeah (laughs) by proxy it's me (laughs) the governor wouldn't even listen though (laughs) can i ask a ignorant question sure i don't know science stuff what do we not know about what's new with salmonella (laughs) okay so no that's fine (laughs) so okay so i'm gonna answer your question with a question okay what do you know about salmonella? I don't, I know it gets on lettuce and it makes me sick. Okay. Yeah. So there's a whole lot we don't know. If all we knew was that it gets on lettuce and makes <laughs> me sick, then we'd have, you know, then we'd have no reason to research it. But um, so what our lab specifically does uh, without getting into too, you know, hairy details mm-hmm. or, you know, uh, anything like that. Um so we study the virulence of salmonella and virulence is a fancy word 
that just describes the ability of a pathogen to cause disease in a host or breach the immune system of a host. Uh. Yeah. So, so there are some pathogens that are a lot more virulent than others. So like Ebola is very, very virulent. Like if you get Ebola, you know, it, you're going to, you're going to get a disease, like you're a pretty bad disease. Yeah. But then like something like the common cold, you know, you might get sick for a couple of days, but you know, you'll be fine. It's not going to be life threatening. Uh, so, so different pathogens have varying levels of virulence. Salmonella specifically uh it causes gastroenteritis in humans which just mm -hmm. means inflammation of the gastrointestinal tract it means you poop a lot uh and uh and so it's it's not as prevalent here in the states not anymore yeah. uh, i actually believe that typhoid fever was caused by salmonella if you've really? heard of typhoid fever. I believe yeah. I believe that is true. Yeah. That is crazy. Um, you can fact check me on that, but I might later. Um but we don't, uh we don't fact check on this podcast. We just Yeah, yeah, we don't. Go. We don't. You know, what? I'm gonna turn on I got my second computer here. I'm gonna look that up <laughs> while uh I'll keep explaining while this is while this is long. So, anyways, while we're while we're waiting on that, um so salmonella causes gastroenteritis. And so it's a lot more prevalent like in poorer countries and poorer parts of the world. Mm -hmm. And so what my lab is looking at is uh, just what exactly causes the virulence of salmonella. Uh, so we're looking at like different proteins and different lipids that, uh, that might, you know, help the the bacteria you know that might promote gastroenteritis yeah uh and so you know hypothetically you know i you know i don't want to i don't want to be shooting for the moon too much here but you know right. hypothetically we find out what exactly is causing this gastroenteritis we could you know maybe work towards a drug that targets those things that are causing it like those so, proteins yeah those proteins or lipids or whatever it ends up being we really don't know how um, much in this, like, how much do you, Aaron Zahn, get to say, like, tr let's try this or let's not try that? Or are you still kind of in a, you receive marching orders? So eventually I will be in that, uh, eventually I will be able to do that. But right now I'm still very much learning a lot mm -hmm. um, because, I mean, you know this, but I don't know how many of our <clears throat> listeners know this. Uh, but I have not worked in a biology lab since my undergraduate days, which was now right. over a year ago. So I'm having to relearn a lot of like, even just basic stuff, like, you know, basic biology, genetics, uh, microbiology, you know, just fun stuff like that. It's so, uh, stuff. yeah, but eventually, so the guy I'm replacing, uh, oh wait, okay, here we go. Yeah. Okay. I was right. Salmonella does does cause typhoid fever. He's right. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> I don't know if I have like a sound bite. I probably should have a sound bite for whenever you throw throw one in there. Whenever for every you time. for every time you say something <laughs> scientifically and factually correct that we double check later. <laughs> maybe um, one. Maybe one for every historical thing that I yeah there we go say or political yeah. fact that I bring up. Yeah, I like that. Um. But yeah, so the guy I'm replacing, he started off, you know, kind of in my shoes where he was like, I think he got the job right out of college. So he was a bit, yeah. uh, I think his mind was a bit fresher than, than mine is right now. But, uh, but you know, he, he kind of started off just, just doing stuff around the lab, getting used to it. And now he's been there for about two years and he's been uh, put down as a co-author on, I think, four different papers nice. uh, just because he's contributed, you know, whether it's through some tests or intellectually contributed to the findings of that paper. Uh, so it sounds like that's going to happen to me sometime eventually, I hope at least, because, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know if, I don't know how much you know about the research community in science, but getting published is definitely a, a big plus for your resume. Same so, thing in yeah, in yeah, in history and politics. Well, kind of, I guess if you're at the collegiate level or things like that or if you're just a practicing historian. Mm -hmm. 
Which I don't know, like the, uh, people who like your brother who j- get just a history degree, at least at first, it's like, well, do you want to teach or do you want to write books? Cause I don't, <laughs> I don't know what else. I don't know what else you're going to do. I don't know. Like, you know, I think a lot of historians picture themselves as Indiana Jones. Yeah. Mostly because we just think we're archeologists at the same time. But a lot more of them are just like you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but then we, re- we quickly realize, oh, that's not actually real. There's not just these banks that are like, yeah, I'll give you a bunch of money to go roll around in the sand in Egypt for, <laughs> for four weeks. I'm like, that would be wonderful. I'd love oh, to go around, <laughs> go around the world demanding that different things belong in a museum. It belongs on a museum. Yeah, <laughs> I had a. I was okay, kind of off topic, but I, I was having a conversation with with someone. I'm not meaning to get political because we probably will later, but just a little not taste yet. right now. I was having a conversation with someone, and they just asked me about my opinion about the Confederate statues. Oh boy, <laughs> yeah. And the the crux of it was is that I said, you know, I think things like that uh, should probably be in places of. Uh, informative um uh, informative avenues and educational you know so basically i I was like it belongs in the museum and i said that and i started laughing and they had no idea what i I was like you know indiana jones no okay well (laughs) point still stands like it, it belongs in the museum so never mind and i guess if you if you're listening and you haven't seen Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, um, go watch it. Go watch Great it. Great movie. It's Harrison excellent. Ford, Sean Connery. Excellent movie. Can't go wrong. Cannot go wrong. Yeah. I like it. I do really. like it. That's actually the first one that I saw. Really? Yeah. I don't I don't remember that. I think I watched them in order. I mean, it's I'm been sure. so long since I've seen them though. In reality, I probably did watch them in order, like just being shown by my dad. But I'm pretty sure the first one I remember and the one I probably watched the most was just the last crusade after did you see the the newer one with shia labeouf the, the crystal skull crystal i watched skull. it yeah. once and yeah. i was like a kid so i was like i mean it was all right you know i was like it's it was had some cool action shots and a couple of you know one-liners but yeah uh, i i heard from the true fans that it was quite a disappointment <laughs> yeah it's not great so point being historians are not indiana jones no, and thus now I add you to the list. To, I add you to the list of friends that get cooler jobs than me. <laughs> well, these are maybe not. Co- I won't say cooler jobs, but sound way more impressive. Like, yeah. at, least when, at least when you're talking about it. Yeah, because like you know, the research track is actually a lot like the historian track, where <laughs> you you pick one very specific thing. And then you just research that for like the rest of your life. And then, you know, unless, unless you make some Eureka breakthrough discovery, like, you know, it's, it's just kind of like, okay, well he contributed to science and now he's dead. (laughs) It's like in when, you know, whenever you're studying history and I'm I'm sure science is the same way, but you know, you had to do your capstone research that you spend an entire semester on mm-hmm. since one class, you know, working on this one research thing. Most of you guys assume I talk about Harry Truman all the time just because I love him. And I do. That's about half the reason. The other half is I'm trying to, I'm trying to like just distract from the fact that that's the only thing that I actually know anything about is <laughs> Harry Truman and the end of world war two. Cause that's what I did my capstone on. So everything else is just, yeah, I'm just guessing. <laughs> if you're in one of my students, that's not true. I know everything. <laughs> everything about american history i, I can some verify history, that some of yeah. the world history world history is confusing yeah there's a lot of it it's there's a lot of it and it's really hard to i don't know where why i'm getting off on this but it's really hard to understand a lot of things that happened in the past even like over in europe from the point of view and context of american culture Mm-hmm. Like the idea of a nation state is actually still pretty new in the grand scope of history, you know? So when, when we talk about the Roman empire, most people don't realize that we do really just mean like the one city of Rome that yeah. like it was one city, one city that then expands everywhere and not like just this giant country like we have, or I don't know. And just 
always trying to look at things through your own culture's context is it's not easy it's hard not to do and then when you do that it makes everything else really confusing yeah so i was um i was talking to my coworkers today uh-huh. and um we were just talking about like how uh you know history taught in schools and i i know you can weigh in on this as you are a history teacher i would hope so history right now at least in america is so like western civilization centric you know Mm -hmm. it's like we're okay you have to take the european history but you know the history of africa or history of southeast asia is an elective credit yeah so as you know I, i think that we're we you know we've been coming we've been becoming more of a a global i don't even know how to put it like you know, we, we're learning more about other cultures faster than we've ever seen. Right. So do you, do you think that like within the next few years, few years is in like few decades, I guess. Yeah. yeah we're going to see more like, okay, you have to take a European history class, an African history class, a uh, Southeast Asian history class, an American history, like a history of the Americas. Do yeah. You, like, or I guess not like a specific class, but like, do you think we're going to see more focus on... Uh, those aspects of history as opposed to just you know keeping the horse blinders on europe right i mean i think it would be important to do so because if i'm being honest like i'm a quote historian but more specifically i'm i'm better as an american historian obviously i mean i won't say obviously but that's just what i gravitated towards in school excuse me um so I'm pretty ignorant on a lot of histories um, outside of the United States and yeah, Western Europe. And I think the main, the main reason for that, the, like <laughs> it sounds terrible, but that nah, doesn't sound terrible. It's just the truth. One of the main reasons why we teach kids about Western Europe is because it has a more, it had a more direct impact on the shaping of what America looks like than say Southern Africa did Eastern Asia, you know, it'd be different if the, you get kind of hairy whenever you talk about the most advanced or the most civilized. So I won't say civilized, but (laughs) okay. The, the Europeans, let's, let's, if it's, you know, quacks like a duck, looks like a duck. It's a duck. The only reason why we talk about Europe and like Europe is such a, an important part and like central part of world history, they lucked out. It was a, the luck of the draw or maybe not lucked out, but God said like the domesticate, the animals that are capable of being domesticated will be put here. And he pointed to Europe and like Anatolia and Turkey and whatnot, like in that specific area. So it was just like just luck of the draw that you happen to be the part of the world where there were animals that you could domesticate, meaning, resources and infrastructure and things like that to be able to advance further than other civilizations but no we study those ones because the greeks and then the romans and then because of the areas that they conquered then europe is a more direct impact on our own society it's why like there'd be some weird things that would happen if if you and i took a trip to uh england like we would probably like, there's going to be some kind of some cultural differences and, and phrasings and, and things like that. That we're going to be like, Oh, that was kind of weird. That's not how we do things back. But we would function a billion times better in England than we would. If I said, let's take a trip to Timbuktu <laughs> or like, like let's, let's, let's head to uh, let's go, let's go visit Cairo, you know, there's just they're just not as similar culturally but i guess to answer your question we should study other other cultures because it's important it's important i think just to have an understanding of other places not just the ones that directly impact you yeah 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 i i I do like that answer and what i what i was talking about with my coworkers um is like you know you are right. Obviously, American history has been 
been very much shaped by European history and culture and whatnot. But, you know, the whole idea of America is, you know, the American melting pot. Mm -hmm. And, you know, granted, we are predominantly, you know, a lot of the population is descended from Europeans. Yeah. But, you know, if we were truly wanting to be a multicultural nation, as we profess to be, (laughs) you know, that just it just makes more sense to me that we should have, you know, set, uh, you know, allocated studying time i guess for right. <laughs> for well, the different I'm, cultures all well, over the world and and different parts of the country should be doing that because in the um in in the late especially the late 18 mid to late 1800s and even a little bit before then but especially like the mid late 1800s you had mostly white europeans coming to new york to ellis isle and, but then over in San Francisco, one that's not talked about as much, in Angel Isle, you had mostly Eastern Asian countries and immigrants coming over. And then you're having this, this, this like almost two different meldings. And then there's the Midwest where we're just strange and weird. Like <laughs> these two separate meldings. And so it's like, yeah, it would make sense if you, in, on the Western coast, said we should spend a little bit more time understanding the culture of the people and where they came from so we can help so we can better assimilate with them and they can help better assimilate with us and we can just understand each other and then the same thing just different on the other side it's just understanding people yeah i don't know i think i feel like we see that even just within our own country and and culture and whatnot you know when we go from missouri and take a trip up to new york very different very world. different place very different yeah. world very different people. <laughs> yeah 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 especially oh, uh Iraq, you know if, if you go to like the south you know they have the heritage <laughs> i don't, don't want to go to the south <laughs> you don't want to go to the south uh, texas is fine texas isn't part of the south you heard it here first yeah i i really think you're right it's its, its own thing like the south stops at louisiana you know to me when someone says the south and you're talking about like that that kind of like the mason dixie line to me i'm thinking mississippi louisiana bama georgia south carolina yeah and i think that's about it like florida doesn't really seem to fit the same mold as florida's on a different planet man (laughs) And 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 then so is texas honestly yeah well texas is unique because and you know you'll hear this from every texan you talk to they were their own country once we were our own country we're our own country well well, you're not now so what you gonna say (laughs) no tech yeah so like that's why texas is unique though because yeah because they have that that thing they can hold on to um and you know the south was never their own country the confederacy was never a country it was you know you know the smooth talking to my heart, don't you? <laughs> yeah. So, Philip, why was the Confederacy never a country? Okay. I would like to now explain exactly why this is. Um, there's nothing in the Declaration of Independence that says that, excuse me, Declaration of Independence, there's nothing <laughs> in the United States Constitution that is a provision for states leaving the Union. So, you didn't leave. Now, to be fair, you know, you could make the argument, well, there isn't anything in the Magna Carta or the English Bill of Rights that said America could leave the British. Correct. But we won. (laughs) But we won. won. It's like, but we won. So, yeah, we can. If the South had won, sure, then you could have had a, a Southern or what the you could have had the confederate states of america and actually been a recognized country and in fact it was close to happening because a lot of european nations were watching the war and thought that the south was going to win for a while and i think it was the i think it was the queen or king of england at the time who actually had i think a letter drafted basically formally recognizing the confederate states as a sovereign nation Hmm. 
you know, which is like a, which is a big deal. You know, how it's, it's a really it's, big deal. It's like yeah. how, like most people don't know, like probably well, maybe some do, but one of our biggest political discourses right now comes from the fact that I don't think Trump does cause he kind of sucks, but <laughs> that we formally recognize Taiwan as its own sovereign nation and China does not. China views Taiwan as a rogue state. Yeah. And it was, it's the same thing. So no, the Confederacy was not a country. It was a rogue state. There was an open rebellion against the constitution of the United States of America and they didn't win. So yep, they lost. You got to stay. Yeah. Ah, man. But yeah, it, I feel like if I go down, but you're right. Something, there's just something about Texas and Florida that is just, it's not really Southern. Not yeah. in that way. When I, if I go, I'm not trying to generalize, but if I go down to Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, South Carolina, I feel like I'm going to talk to a lot of the same kind of people with that kind of Southern drawl. I might yeah. see a few Confederate flags. We're going to have a lot of sweet tea, you know, it's just going to be, I feel like a very similar culture, but then Texas is just like, you're going to see a lot of Texas flags. You're going to see a lot of Texas flags, a lot yeah. of cowboy stuff. And just <laughs> like, no, we're Texas. And then Florida is just, you're just going to see a lot of gators. <laughs> Florida is just a mess. Dude. It's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a freaking mess. Yeah. I mean, I'll never forget. I will like, you know, my family, we love Florida. Grant, that's where we always went for vacation. Cause we went to Disney world. And I love Florida. It was always nice that you, when you, if it was cold, it was a winter time, you go down to Florida and it's pretty warm out and that's nice. But oh my goodness, the first time we, when we stepped off that plane in San Diego on our way down to Mexico, that changed my life. When we, when we yeah. got off that plane and we stepped outside and you know, it was like late July and it was probably 68 outside at two o'clock. I was like, oh my <laughs> gosh, like California is just better Florida. Yeah. That's, that's all it is with the one exception of the Disney World, <clears throat> I would say. Yeah. And everything else I think is just better. Like Florida's, oh, the climate's nice. It's not. It's really hot. It's super humid. There's hand-eating alligators. Oh, yeah. At least California has mountains. Yeah. I don't think I've actually been to Florida outside of an outside of an airport before. It's hot and sticky. That's what I've gathered from like TV and stuff. And I pictures. Mean, picture, picture like imagine our climate here in Missouri, like in the summertime, and just now just make it a little bit more tropical. That sounds horrible. It, it's not great. Yeah. We should just go to California. The, <laughs> pe- the people the people there are weird too, but it it's nice and cool. Yeah, California is an interesting state because LA and San Francisco like control everything. <laughs> you, Do know? you know why? Because it's where everyone lives. That's where everyone lives. <laughs> yeah, you know. So okay, so <laughs> I'm not saying that's that's necessarily a bad thing. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> I can't remember if it was John Oliver. I think it was. Um or someone, I, I think it was John Oliver. Oh, yeah, because he was talking about, uh, he did an episode on conspiracy theories. And uh, he was showing all these maps of <laughs> these maps that showed that look where all the COVID spread is in the United States. Now hold up a map of where all the 5G network towers are, and it's identical. <laughs> and you know what? It actually kind of was a little identical it's kind of like yeah well, that's kind of weird but then you hold up a population density map and it's identical to the covid to the covid spread it's like hmm it's almost as if covid is spreading where people are and it's almost like 5g network towers are being set up where people are <laughs> yeah that's you know that's a classic example correlation does not equal causation Mm-hmm. One of my favorites. I was actually writing a lesson on that today for psychology. Yeah. I'm yeah. trying to okay, you you be the help me out on this. I'm okay. getting I'm getting pushback. I'm getting support and pushback on this. Do you get to wear a lab coat in your lab? Uh I have access to a lab coat, yes. Do I'm you wear it often? 
Uh, no, I'm not required to wear it. Okay. Sometimes I am if I'm working with like, you know, if I'm like dissecting something or if I'm nice. working with dangerous chemicals, then it's like, okay, yeah, I probably should wear a lab coat. But, uh, but no, it is, it's not something that I just like coming to work. Hey, here's my lab coat. Let's wear this for eight hours. <laughs> I am going to be teaching psychology this year and I really want a lab coat for whenever we do case studies or experiments. I think it'd be funny. I really yeah. want a lab coat and I want to embroider Professor Doug on it. Uh, I, I think you I definitely want. should. You should. I mean, I you know. absolutely don't need it, but you no, I don't need absolutely it. should. Yeah. But I think I should. Yeah. We're having this. I'll see, I'll see what you think about this. We're having this debate uh, at school. None of us can actually, like, I'm fine to teach it, but none of us can actually figure out why psychology isn't the social sciences and isn't a science class. I, I was looking over my curriculum. I spend almost half my time talking about a bunch of anatomy things, especially like the brain. Oh yeah, there's definitely uh there's definitely like a hard science aspect to psychology. By and yeah. large, it's a it's definitely a soft science. Yeah. But like you I mean I'm I'm no psychologist. Like, you know, my <laughs> yeah, my knowledge of psychology comes from uh general psychology <laughs> in college. <laughs> at yeah. At OC. And then uh what i know about how the brain works and like you know they kind of tie in together so i i know more of like uh the biopsychology discipline you yeah. know how neurotransmitters affect mood behavior whatnot it's all fun um, stuff yeah yeah so i definitely you know it's it's kind of a mix i think i'm going to well actually see this is the problem here's the problem with covid aaron I had an idea for a psychology experiment where I want, basically I was just going to find any and every excuse to brew just gallons and gallons of coffee in my classroom and drink it. But now I'm, we're going to be requiring to wear a mask at school. So now I'm kind of wondering, hmm, how am I going to do this? I'm thinking I'm, I am going to set up like a force field around my desk so that that's my coffee zone so i can say yeah. i'm going to my desk to drink my coffee and then take off my mask to do it do not come near me i won't come near you if i have a cup of coffee in my hand go away we're gonna yeah. i wanted to do an experiment <laughs> basically really simple just to demonstrate you know independent dependent variables and biases in, in scientific method and case studies of does coffee make someone smarter or does it make you work better and so i'm like okay you're gonna give me a maze and i'm gonna drink some coffee and then we're gonna do it the next day without coffee and things like that but really i'm just being selfish and i just uh really want to drink some coffee just coffee dude i'm right there with you love me some coffee do you think it is it snobby or okay i i make coffee in my classroom with pour over like with pour over set I have a whole Chemex. I have the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Is that snobby? Or can I just enjoy a good cup of coffee? Some people say I'm snobby. Uh, I mean, you're definitely flaunting, but I wouldn't say a little bit. I, would, I wouldn't use the word snobby. I'm you know, fine to flaunt. That's fine. Yeah, there's a big difference between flaunting and being snobby. If you were, you know, if you were doing your pour over and then, you know, say some you know, one of your students comes in with a frappuccino from Starbucks, which is literally just milk, sugar, and ice mixed together. Correct. And you, and you said something like, oh, well, you, like they said, oh, we both have coffee today. You say, no, you don't have coffee. Like that's being snobby. You know, like if you make some snarky comments about frappuccinos <laughs> not being coffee, that's, that's being snobby. Okay. I won't uh, do that. But you know, if, you know, same example, you know, if they say, hey, we both have coffee, and you say, yeah, how about that? Then you're not being snobby, you know? <laughs> I will say, okay, I do probably creep a little bit into the snob range, just a little bit sometimes. Um, probably can't do, that, do it this year because, you know, we don't want to be sharing things. But uh, in the past, I would make a batch of coffee with the Chemex, and, you know, I would buy, like, I, I, I typically buy the same beans every time. I like the brick and mortar uh, local yeah. uh, roastery here in Springfield that makes some really good coffee. But it's, you know, like 12 bucks for a bag. It's not cheap. Yeah. And so I take my time with it. You know, I'm very, I'm very particular about the water, the weight, and all these things. Like, blah, 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 blah. I make the coffee. It's really good. And the student will be like, can I have some? And I'll say, yes that's fine 
and I'll pour them a little bit, a little cup. And they'll take a sip and they'll be like, ooh, do you have any cream or sugar? And I'll say, no. No, <laughs> no I do not. And you will still drink that cup that I have just poured for you <laughs> because it is too good. And not wasting it just because you didn't think ahead of time about the fact that I wouldn't have cream or sugar. Yeah, that's so maybe funny. That's, maybe that's a little snobby, but yeah, no, that's definitely snobby. I hadn't hundred percent snobby. Uh, <laughs> well, maybe not in your context, it isn't. But so funny you mentioned brick and mortar. I was actually going to bring them up uh, yeah. because they certainly are snobby. Really? So they they make excellent coffee. Like yeah. I am not denying that. I really like their stuff. But um, my sister was telling me a story. Uh, I think this is probably about a year ago now. Her mm -hmm. and some friends went to brick and mortar and they ordered just like, you know, drip black coffee, whatever. Yeah. And uh, one of her friends likes to take her coffee with cream and sugar. Yeah. And she went to the little bar area where they have like, you know, the sleeves and the lids yeah. and straws and whatnot. <clears throat> and there was no cream or sugar in the entire shop to be found. <laughs> And uh, I can't I can't remember if she said she asked the barista like, hey, do you guys have cream or sugar? And he was just like, no, we don't have that. I can't remember if she actually asked them, uh -huh. but uh, she <laughs> her friend did end up going to Panera and just got a couple packs of sugar and then one of those little half and half <laughs> things. <laughs> so, you know, when you're a coffee shop and you don't offer stuff like that, because I feel like, you know, take your coffee how you will, you know, yeah. I per personally, I just like black coffee. You know, I think that, you know, I think it's impressive that these roasters can pull out so many different flavors with just black coffee. So yeah. that's how I yeah. enjoy it. But you know, there's an overwhelming population of people that take their coffee with cream or sugar or both. And so I think if you're a coffee shop, you should, you know, it would be in your best interest to cater to those people because oh, yeah. you're inevitably going to run at those people. So, yeah. And I was, I think my response to them was, I'm not a coffee shop. I don't have to do anything. <laughs> I was like, this, yeah. is, this is my keynote, but no, I, 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 I agree. Yeah. I think I kind of, I probably blame Darren Smith for it because <laughs> it was when I was in college was when I first started really drinking coffee and I didn't know any better. I, I literally was the one who would just go buy Folgers, make a huge pot of it, and then just throw in a whole bunch of milk and sugar or, or, you know, French vanilla creamer with it. Yeah. And the first time I went to Darren's house and he sat me down he's like, would you like some coffee? And I said, uh, I, yeah, I guess so. Do, what, what do you have? I was like, all I've ever drank is just Folgers. So do you have that? And then some, some cream and sugar. And you would have thought like I slapped him in the face. He turns <laughs> back to me. He just shakes his head and he pulls his bag off of uh, off of the shelf and he's like, "This is a bag of beans that is sent to me once a year from the village of Jinja, Uganda, or the of the village outside of Jinja, Uganda." So no, we will not be having any cream or sugar with this today. <laughs> and I was like, okay, <laughs> my bad, sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, I I definitely, uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of with you when it comes to Folgers and stuff because I still like. Folgers in some contexts or you know like crappy yeah. coffee you know if i'm at ihop at 11 o'clock at night <laughs> and i want some diner coffee i want to have some diner coffee i don't put cream sugar in it you yeah know? that's fine but yeah so it's like i, I kind of used to be snobby i won't lie you know i'd be like oh if you don't drink just black coffee or you know just straight espresso yeah. you don't really like coffee but now i'm just like you know what i know what i like and you know Dude. if karen over here wants to get <laughs> a iced caramel macchiato then you know go right ahead karen <laughs> dude i cannot i can't stop um it's a sickness i cannot stop watching karen videos Dude. on it on instagram they keep <laughs> popping up and then i just keep going and so funny there's it, some of them are so just like so cringy to the point where you're like this can't be real like it can't, yeah. it, it can't be some of them are bad there's some I, I feel bad for the quote karen because the person who's like <laughs> taking the video is definitely just instigating and just kind of being a douche for no reason yeah just pushing yeah. buttons so like every now and then I'm like oh okay that's not really being a karen 
Yeah. But there was one I watched this morning where this woman just, this guy was delivering for Postmates. Like he had the bag that said Postmates and everything. And he was going into an apartment building that you normally have to get buzzed into. And apparently he walked up and he had the code. So he, it's not like he was just standing there. He had the code like to call up to get buzzed in. And he like, um, Punches in the code and is like, hey, I'm here. I'm your post. This is Daniel, you know, with your, your Postmates delivery. So can you buzz me up? And they're like, yep, I'll buzz you up. And this woman like comes up and is just like holding the door shut. And she was just like, what? and she, she, she like lived at the apartment. She's like, I don't know you. You don't live here. You do not need, you are not coming inside this building. And the guy's like, I, I'm delivering <laughs> food. Yeah, and I need to get upstairs, and the woman just like, no, no, you are not going inside. And like he kept on, like he like would uh, dial the number again to call up and say, hey, I can't get in. This woman won't let me in, and she just starts yelling so that the person <laughs> who's like on the other side can't hear or understand. And it, this goes on for like five minutes, and it's like this this can't be real. <laughs> like people can't actually be this just this ridiculous. Of I don't know who you are. Who are you? I'm a delivery yeah. boy. Like I'm here to deliver food. Like what's wrong with you? You'd think people would have common sense, but you know, I think the uh, the whole mask fiasco has been a case study on. Oh my goodness! On what's going on there? <laughs> it just <laughs> my uh, my I'll get back to that. My my mom. I had to explain to her the other day. I mean, it was a couple weeks ago. What? karen meant because we went out to lunch together and we went past this table and the the table was kind of it looked like that kind of stereotypical karen look and i was like oh mom that's just a table full of karens over there she was like what what does that even mean so i had to kind of explain it to her and she was like have i am i a karen i was like no you're not a karen you can have karen moments i'm sure everyone can have a karen moment well sure yeah She's like, I don't believe that. Like, I've never had a Karen moment. Like, tell me when I've had a Karen moment. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was like, there was this one time. Which this actually, I don't know if I remember told you this. We went to see The Lion King at uh, the uh, Springfield uh, uh, Juanita K. We went to see the Broadway show of The Lion King. And my sister works for the Chamber of Commerce and something happened with like our tickets got deleted from the system or a record that the tickets had been sold got deleted from the system. And so the tickets that my sister bought from the, through the chamber got double sold. So when we got to the show, people were sitting in our seats, but when we checked their tickets, they had those seats and we did too. And we're like, Whoa, what do we do <laughs> and so we we go back and the, the the poor usher was like this is uh beyond my pay grade so let's go on <laughs> so we are back we end up back you know at the ticket office and the lady is in the middle of taking care of it like she's like i'm so sorry i don't know how this happened just give me a minute we're gonna figure out uh we're gonna figure out where um we'll be able to seat you so just you just need to give me a moment the, and like in the middle of all this, my mother for like three or four times kept interjecting, like, this is not right. This needs to be made right. This is wrong. And I'm like, they know, mom, like they're working on it. <laughs> like just that's a Karen moment. Sidebar with that, they paused the show for us. They delayed the show 10 minutes for us. It was, no. in, the, it was in the paper the next day that like the show was delayed by 10 minutes. <laughs> we walked Classic. in Every single eye in that entire auditorium looked over at us. I was like, who are these people that this show is delayed 10 minutes for? And just like, hello, <laughs> Professor Doug here. Sorry I'm late. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I haven't heard that story, but that's a good one. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, so I was like, oh, that's a Karen moment. But I, I can't stop. I yeah, cannot stop watching. Pretty great. And every, I go to Mama Jean's, you know, just down the road to get things like coffee Mm-hmm. and uh and tea and i just know like if i'm gonna run into a karen i think this is the place and i'm kind yeah. of ex- i'm kind of excited too but i'm also kind of terrified i don't know i feel like mama jeans is more of a hippie vibe you know <laughs> i guess it is yeah 
Yeah, there's a Trader Joe's really close to where I live, and I feel like there's a lot of Karens there. There could be know? a lot of Karens there. Trader Joe's is like, <clears throat> you know, if if hippies went mainstream, yes, <laughs> you know, everybody um, loves Trader Joe's. I've been in one Trader Joe's, and it was it was pretty cool, but it was it's a really cool place. It was chaos. Yeah, yeah. Nowadays with with COVID, it's actually kind of nice because like if you go at the right time, nobody's there. Really. But one time I drove by it and there was like just a big old line outside. I was actually going to go there. That's why I was driving by it. But as soon as I saw that line, I was like, I can go later. Nah, or I, I can mind. just go to Walmart. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Man. So I've just, I always shop at Price Cutter. Yeah. Just literally right across the street. One, just cut. I, I know it's a little bit more expensive than Walmart, but one, it's local. And then two, it's just, there's not as many people there. So. I don't get annoyed as much just being around, you know? Yeah. Plus again, every single time Clay Goddard gets up to the podium is like, I have 52 new COVID exposures to tell you about 51 of them are at Walmart. <laughs> I'm just not going to go there. That's not going to go to Walmart. Not yeah. going to deal with that. I don't know. It, so I was listening to the Joe Rogan podcast this morning. Of course you were. I know. I don't actually, I, I, I stopped listening for a while because at some point it kind of drives me crazy when someone bounces back and forth between like what I think are their ideals or beliefs or whatever. And I was just like, I can't put a finger on you, man. So like, yeah, he kind of morphs with whoever his guest is. I feel like he kind of, he, he kind of does. And that's fine. It, it, it makes for entertaining. It does. Yeah. uh, Content, no matter who's, who's on a show, but I know, I guess this is what I was, what I meant when I said, maybe we'll get a little political. But it did, so it just, they were talking about something that really kind of, that struck a tone with me that, you know, we figured out in this pandemic who all these essential workers are, or like people are being deemed as essential or non-essential. And when you really get down to it, like you think about like the, the real, real awful days that we had of COVID, like, you know late march early april yeah back in april yeah yeah like mid like early to mid april and what are the things suddenly like there are a few things that suddenly everyone cared about only it's like food basic like supplies and just shelter and just like yeah. making sure i have my basic my basic necessities thus why people like who work at walmart price cutter uh, and restaurants, trash workers, ob- and of course, obviously medical workers and things like that were the ones who were still working. And even I'll, 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 I'll kindly throw myself in there of like, even teachers, like we, we had to do it remotely, but we, we had to keep working. Like we had to yeah. keep going. Yeah. I know you even had to keep working. Like you guys were I making, did. you were, mm-hmm. weren't you guys making glue? Is that what you guys made? No, 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 it wasn't glue. It was, uh, we were making like solvent blends that were used in manufacturing. So it's basically and then, glue. So, yeah. And we also <laughs> sold, we sold stuff to make like sanitizers, like hand sanitizer, yeah. uh, you know, decreaser. Whatnot. But so anyway, the, the thing that they started talking about, it was John Stewart who was on his show is that it made it's, it's suddenly brought this attention to oh my gosh all of our like worst paid employees in this country and people who are taking care of the least in many cases not all but in many are all these people that we say that we say are like essential workers yeah you know um it's and it's it just it just it just blew my mind that you know (laughs) i think I'm, I'm, I'm going to paraphrase. I'm going to get it wrong. But Rogan basically was like, suddenly no one cared about, you know, stockbrokers and lawyers and hedge fund guys, you know, or even like professional sports and things like that. And you know what? Those things don't matter if all of a sudden the trash stops getting, pick, getting picked up. Yeah. Or if all of a sudden there's no grocery stores. Like, because he was like, how many of you can just go out and grow your own food or hunt for your own food and provide for yourselves? Not most of you. And it's, it's, it's like <laughs> the, him and Stuart were just talking about just the insanity of that. Our society is built on these people and we treat them like garbage. Yeah. 
And it's just yeah. like, what, what, a, what a horrible system. And he was like, it's likened to building a table and like you have this nice countertop, like this nice like mahogany wood, like for the top, but the legs are made of toothpicks. Yeah. You know, it's just like, it's, it's insane. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think I listened to that episode, but that is, that is really interesting. It's recent. You know? Yeah. I mean, you know, the whole essential worker thing, that's kind of a weird thing to think about for me. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, you know, what, what's your definition of essential? Right. You know, cause if, if we're wanting to, you know, if we're wanting to keep the economy going, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there are some places that, you know, like, well, like when we close down restaurants, you know, restaurants, especially in Springfield, are a huge, yeah. huge part of the economy. Yeah. And, you know, they're the ones that are getting shut down because, you know, you can't wear a mask and eat food at the same time. Uh, and so, and, you know, restaurant workers are, you know, they're, they're one of the people yeah. that aren't paid as much. So right. it's, and, and, I don't know. And, it's, it's, it's a weird thing for me to think about. It, it is a weird thing. Cause again, like I, I believe that, yeah, all those things are essential because if the, if the economy tanks, like you're in trouble and you need yeah. these different businesses doing those things, their just whole point was that, you know, if you had to pick, I was like not being mean or not saying like one, well, I guess we are saying one is more important than the other, but if you're sitting here, you know, and if right there at the beginning of COVID, if you had to choose, okay, I, we either have to, I don't know why you'd have to pick this, but you either have to lose all of the Walmarts and price cutters or all of the bars. Like, which are you going to get rid of? It, it's like the bars. Oh my gosh! Like the bars. Like we can. Like we need yeah. groceries. We need food. I can just know. drink at home. <laughs> right, and I can just drink at home. And th- their whole point was just again like that. It's just insane how important some of these places are, and then how how poorly then we we end up treating them. Yeah, I can get on board with that. I know it's, yeah. it just it it just it definitely struck a chord of just you know when you're going to on a price cutter and just seeing the same people working, working yeah. like shoot like a lot of them were having to were basically having to sit there and say well i have to go to work because they need me and i need this job so i can put you know food on the table yeah and i guess uh maybe i get covid and maybe i won't maybe, i don't know it just yeah and maybe that's i guess that wasn't so political but yeah so we just talked about you know, essential workers, and we just talk about Karens. Karens. So, this this reminds me of a story. Okay. That I'm going to read to you. I sent this to Philip earlier to make sure it was okay. Oh, for the, the newspaper. Yeah. This is a newspaper story. Yes. yes. <laughs> so, um, this story is very, very much topical uh, because it is called "Freedom to Not Wear a Mask." welcome to the freedom cafe we trust you to make your own choices if you want to wear a face mask and in the same spirit of individual liberty we allow our staff to make their own choices about the safety procedures they prefer to follow as they prepare and serve your food we encourage employees to wash their hands after using the bathroom but understand that some people may be allergic to certain soaps or may simply prefer not to wash their hands It's not our place to tell them what they want to do. We understand that you may be used to chicken that has been cooked above 165 degrees. We do have to respect that some of our cooks might've seen a meme or a YouTube video saying that 100 degrees is fine and we don't want to encroach on their beliefs. (laughs) Some surfers may wish to touch your food as they serve it. There's no reason that a healthy person with clean hands can't touch your food. We will take their word for it that they are healthy and clean. Water temperature and detergent are high, are also highly personal choices. We allow our dishwashing team to decide how they prefer to wash the silverware. Uh, sorry, <laughs> how they prefer to wash the silverware you will put in your mouth. Some of you guys may get sick, but almost everyone survives p- food poisoning. We think we'll we. I think we can agree it's a small price to pay for the sweet freedom of no one ever being told what to do and especially not for the silly reason of keeping strangers healthy. Written by Kathy Gerald. 
Kathany Gerald, sorry. Kathany Gerald. So, all of that to say, wear a mask. <laughs> it's not about you. It's, oh, that's so funny, though. Yeah, it was, I, I got like, a kick out of that one. I don't have to wash my hands. Doesn't matter. I'm going to go back and make your food anyway. Yeah, I don't have to wear a seatbelt. I, you know what? I'm I'm drinking a beer right now. I'm gonna have five more and go out and just drive because I'm an American and damn it, I can do what I want. <laughs> it's I, I don't get it. I think we've talked. I think we've talked about it before. Here we go again. I, I just don't understand. I don't. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's so dumb. I'm not gonna sit here and say I love wearing a mask. I don't like. Who does? No, I really don't like wearing masks. I don't, I don't like, like it. It 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 just. It, I'm about to shave off my beard because I've realized now that it's gotten a little bit longer. It makes my beard itch. It makes my freaking face yeah. itch, and I hate yeah. it. And that makes me mad that I'm gonna probably say, okay, well, I'm probably gonna need to shave my beard because otherwise, wearing a mask all day while teaching is gonna get annoying. But again, if. Ugh. I don't wear it for me. If you want the Fuddruckers to open, <laughs> wear a mask. Yeah. I think and there, there's been so many, even NFL players, and I can't believe still how many people, like this doesn't even work, NFL players and, and other sports people coming out and saying, hey, do you want to watch the NFL this year? Wear a mask. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's literally that simple. If you want these things, wear a mask. If we had started wearing masks, back and social distancing both of them together yeah back in april we'd be we'd be at a different spot wouldn't it we? wouldn't life would not have be completely normal yet but like it would i would be willing to bet you wouldn't be still you, we wouldn't even be having is these bigger discussions about things like opening up schools and sports returning as we are right now because the numbers would probably be under control or even if you had spikes you could say oop Let's just clap down on that. But right now it's just yeah. like, oh, they're everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I did see a picture of, uh, I guess these people started selling masks that just say this mask is useless. And that's honestly genius because <laughs> the people that don't want to wear a mask, but have to, because so many cities, you know, Oklahoma city and Springfield included mm -hmm. are mandating mask wearing in places that aren't, restaurants or bars yeah you know like they have to wear one legally they can just wear that one so it's just like you know they can express their opinion and make everyone else happy yeah. at the same time because honestly right. i don't care what your mask says as long as it's not like you know racist or sexist or anything <laughs> like yeah. that <laughs> but you know if it says <laughs> excuse me if your mask just says this mask doesn't do anything you're wrong but like at least you're wearing one. <laughs> <laughs> you're wrong. Uh, but again, I think it's just... I, I don't get it. <laughs> if, if, at the, if at the end of the day... Like, let's just pretend you're wrong, Aaron. No. I don't think you're wrong. So we maybe... <laughs> I, I, may, I might get the, the drop in here somewhere. I'm about to find one. Or maybe I won't. Who knows? Let's just pretend that we find out you're wrong and that masks <clears throat> didn't work and aren't doing anything then the worst possible thing that has happened to you is you had to wear a face covering for a few weeks. Yeah. Boo freaking who? If you're right, though, and they're wrong, people yeah. get sick. People die. Yeah. It's like, why, why is that so difficult? I, I know we talked about this last time. I saw another one of those pictures on, the, on uh, Facebook that was basically like, showed like every single one of these dots is a hundred thousand people. Here's how many have had COVID. Here's how many have died. Here's how many people there are in the United States. Like that haven't had either of those. And obviously like the, the number of dots on there was yeah. astronomically different, right? Exponentially different, <laughs> but it's still like, that's still 146,000 people. Yeah. Like, do you, does are... that just not, does that not bother you? Four yeah. million people have tested positive. Like, that just doesn't bother you at all. Yeah. That's, no, it's like, crazy. Like, like 146,000 people. Again, that's basically like me just snapping my fingers and now Springfield is just gone. We just nuked Springfield. Yeah. The case deaths actually surpassed 150,000 today in yeah, America. Can, can you imagine 
if tomorrow, like, terrorists just detonated a nuclear bomb in Springfield? Yeah. That's... Do, you think, do you think people would be like, well, here's, here's, here's a chart showing how many people out of the United States were actually killed in a nuclear blast. So it's really not that many. It doesn't crap, mean guys. it's not important. It like, doesn't mean it's not important. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, you know, I said this on, I've said, I know I've said this on the podcast before, but like, I think less than 2000 people died on nine 11. Yeah. It's about three. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Less than 3000 people died on nine 11. That doesn't mean nine 11 was, wasn't important because like less than a hundredth of a percent of the population died. Like, you know, it was obviously a very, very important part of our country's history. And it changed a lot of, you know, it changed a lot of how we view the, like, life now and how we do things. You just should care. You should care, Karen. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to still rant for a minute. That's fine. <laughs> the, Go ahead. The, I think what pisses me off the most is a lot of the pushback for like mask wearing is the evangelical Christian community. Oh, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, if you are actually a Christian, you would understand that wearing a mask is a selfless act. I mean, like we were just saying a minute ago, neither of us really enjoy wearing a mask, mm-hmm. but like, you know, I don't want, my neighbor's grandma to get infected. I don't even know them. You know, I just, I, I don't, you know, it's, it's not about me. That's, that's the whole point. And that's also the whole point of like Christianity. It's not about you. It's not it's about, about me. You. And so that, that's what bugs me is it's, it's completely goes against the grain of, of the Christian doctrine. And then they're, like, they're, they're the face of Christianity right now in America. There's a local pastor here in town uh, <laughs> who posted online and said they want you to wear a mask because they want to see if next you will accept the mark of the beast. <laughs> and I, oh no. <laughs> and I was sitting there and I was like, hmm. Well, you know, I would probably say no to the mark of the beast, you know. If you ask me, yeah. you ask me to wear a mask, I'll say yes. If tomorrow Clay Goddard says comes out and says, "Hey, we'd like you to paint the sign of the devil on your forehead," I'll probably say no. I'll be like, you know what, Clay, I'm good, <laughs> but I I don't. Really, how do you make that jump? <laughs> like, yeah, face covering, mark of the devil. It's like a, it's it's what aboutism, you know. <laughs> Yeah, you've heard this before. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. <sighs> it's just, oh well, it's not about us. Yeah, this podcast is about us. Yes. But, well, it's not about me because it's still the Phil and Reese show. Well, you know what? Reese. You know what? Let's 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 talk about that just for a second to close things out here. Where is Reese? I don't know. When Nobody Reese knows. came home, actually, for a week, and we were gonna do possibly a recording, but then he wasn't allowed to leave his home, and then he was just being lazy he'll be back Come on reese but you know what aaron you've been you've been great and you're still gonna be great because who knows how long it's gonna be till reese actually comes back well that's it's very kind of you to say stuck in idaho land he maybe is. we don't want him back no I, okay we do want reese back. we do i i do miss reese i've not seen him in a while we will hopefully get to hear from reese soon because i'm working on i keep i keep stop i keep stopping and falling behind but i've been working on a good story for him to read just like he did before on our tom sock i have a story oh, yes. I'm writing for him to read he'll probably make fun of my bad grammar but you know that's okay reese makes fun of us for literally anything that's okay we love him it's fine yeah any other uh nuggets of wisdom to close us out with Aaron? um you know stay safe wash your hands wear a mask wash your hands only if you want to though you know only if you want to. Only you you have you a right to. as an American to you, not wash your hands. You do. Did it's, you ever see that SpongeBob episode about washing hands? When he like rubs his hands like completely off? No. Like that? No. I, okay, then no. I think it's uh no, it's it's like this whole uh like they see some civil war looking type reenactors and they're like, Oh, we're reenacting the Battle of Bikini Bottom and Patrick's like, Oh, that's when 
that's when we fought for the right to wash our hands or not wash our hands. <laughs> it's a great episode. It's so stupid, but, uh, but yes, wash your hands, wear a mask. Don't go out unless you have to, you know, right. and see some friends, you know, see some friends, you know, I, I used to be really gung ho about staying, staying at home, but you know, I'm also an introvert and I like being at home. I have a lot yeah. of extroverted friends that are like just going nuts right now. Yes. I, one is waving at me in the Zoom chat right now. Hello. His name's Philip. My name is so, Philip. I am an extrovert. <laughs> you know, it's 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 okay to go out and see your friends. Just don't don't go to like some place that's going to be packed like sardines. Don't don't go to the, the Fuddruckers. Yeah, don't go to Fuddruckers. Order takeout from Fuddruckers instead. Yeah. And then sit with mm. your friends on the porch and eat it there. Porch Fuddruckers. That's what I'm yes. doing tomorrow. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, Thanks, Aaron. Good to yeah, catch no up. Problem. Stay yeah, safe yeah. in Oklahoma. Good to be back. Hopefully, find we'll that cure for us. Okay. I'll, I'll keep my eye on it. Thanks, man. Okay, bye. Bye.